series as we venture into becoming better disciples. Uh, there's some things we, you know, I've said this many times, but you know, being a disciple is a, a personal responsibility. You, you take responsibility for every area of your walk and how to make uh, that area better, things that we can do. So uh, the name of this series is titled Unplugged. And so um, there are some things we, we always talk about in church we need to get plugged into, but there's also some things that we need to unplug ourselves from that will help us be able to hear better what the Lord is saying. You know, many times the Lord would say, let the that he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And it's, But, you know, the Spirit will never try to outshout whatever else you allow in your life. Uh, it's, it, it has a, a voice, a constant voice. And if we really wanted to uh, maybe put uh, a definition to it, it's a still small voice. So we want to make sure that we are in a place that we can hear the Lord. Um, the... This lesson is entitled The Sabbath Principle. The Sabbath Principle. There are many principles in Scripture that help us live a better life and that because many things are vying for our attention, we must practice times of Sabbath to find spiritual renewal. We want to be renewed in the Lord. So our Scripture focus is from Luke chapter 10 and verse 41 and 42. Uh, we do have, I thought they were giving those out. If you need a, a new book for this series, we have some up here. Yeah, if you would. Anybody else need one? Got your hand. Praise God. God's good. Luke 10, 41 and 42. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. So today we're going to talk about being unplugged and the Sabbath principle. Let's pray for our lesson this morning. Lord, we thank you. For the word of God today, we thank you, Lord, for the rest that you provide us. Let us have our hearts ready and prepared to be good ground for the word of God. We want to be better. We want to be changed. And Lord, we want to learn how to be more uh, beneficial to the kingdom of God. So help us to hear what the Spirit would say today in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord another hand clap today. Hallelujah. What a great God. What a great God. Praise the Lord. You could be seated. You would think that uh, Sabbath principle would come very easy uh, to people, but I think it's the Sabbath. Sometimes we like to take a Sabbath from everything else. Uh, but, you know, napping comes easy to us. <laughs> when we talk about a rest, uh, you know, we, we think about a nap, a little a good nap. But, but there are, are times that uh, um, we do need a rest and uh, we, need, we do need some quiet time. We need to find a place uh, where we can hear what the Lord would say. Our opening scriptures 
uh, referring to a time where Jesus was at the house of Mary and Martha, of course, Lazarus, his house, and uh, the house was full of guests, evidently, and I'm sure they had probably, you know, uh, just excited about it. You know, I, I, I can't say that they had this, this uh, dinner or this meeting planned because many times Jesus was just walking and showed up, and, and wherever he was, there was a lot of people. But for whatever reason, they were there, and um, Martha and Mary, probably being raised right, were... Uh, Martha was very concerned with being a good host and making sure that everything was just right. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being a good s- servant. And what she was doing was trying to serve the guest, and I'm sure that uh, many times they had probably had people over, maybe, and, and Mary was always there to help. But today, Mary was not helping Martha. And Martha was... Um, trying to serve, and she could not adequately take care of everyone, and I think maybe that she began to get a little embarrassed because now she has people at her home, and it looks like we're not good hosts because I can't keep up with the demand of all these people, fill my glass, uh, put something on my plate, uh, things of that nature, and and so she got to a point where uh, she was trying to uh, take care of this party. Things were going, probably going wrong. Hey, where's this Martha? Where's this Martha? And nobody's asking Mary anything. And she finally looks around and sees Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. And something uh, really rose up in her because, uh, you know, not only is she not helping me, me, but now she's acting like she's one of his disciples just sitting at his feet. And she actually uh, comes to the Lord and says, Lord, don't you care? that my sister has left me to serve alone and uh, you tell her to help me, tell her to get up and help me. I I wonder how quiet that room got. I know you didn't just get on the Lord like that, but he didn't rebuke her sharply. He just corrected her in a way that hit her right in the heart. Martha, you are so worried and careful about so many things, so many things going on. You're so busy and you're so worried about all these things. But, but there's one thing in this world that's needed and one thing here today that's needed. And, and you know, Mary has chosen that, that good part, and it won't be taken away from her. I'm not going to move her away from hearing what she needs to hear. Um, and so I'm sure that Martha was probably a little embarrassed. It probably stung but instantly she saw what was truly important. And Martha uh, put down the servant. I, I just imagine that maybe she just set down the servant tray, fend for yourselves. And maybe she took her place at the feet of Jesus that day and began to listen to the words of the Savior. Serving a feast could wait, but sitting at the feet of Jesus could not wait. And so a lot of times, you know, we, have, we preach this or read this and we find a little fault with Martha and wonder why why is she so spiritually dull that she does not realize? I, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I've said it before. If Jesus was in my house, everybody, you get your own food. Um, but, you know, so we kind of fault Martha. But Martha is just doing what she thinks is right. She's trying to serve people. And there's nothing wrong with serving. Uh, but, uh, you know, so we've kind of fault her. Really, Martha? Food over the Lord? Serving over the Lord? But... We're not really that different from her in our day-to-day life. Martha was distracted, and so are we at times. 
uh, are we more likely to neglect personal or work-related business because we are so engrossed in our relationship with the Lord? Or are we more likely to neglect our relationship with the Lord because we are so engrossed in the busyness of life? How many times have we rushed through our time of prayer or skipped it because we felt we had to get on with a work project, a homework assignment, yeah, a class? I got to get groceries. I got to run an errand. How many times have we cut short our time of Bible reading or not read at all because we felt like we had to take care of one more of the many things piling up around the house. Most of us would like to be like Mary, uh, but we find ourselves acting more like Martha. And oftentimes because we know the Lord is long-suffering and he's patient, we just feel like he understands. But there's going to come a time where that neglect is going to hurt us. It's going to catch up with us if all we do is busy ourselves in this world and do not make time for him. If we do not make a definite decision to withdraw or unplug from the busyness of life in order to spend time with the Lord, then we will end up being carried along by a tide of tasks or by other distractions. And then little, if any time, will remain to give what is most important, our relationship with him. People and things in our lives, in your lives, they will not make time for us to spend with the Lord. Your job is not going to make time. So you know what? I'm just going to pay you anyway and not ask you to work any overtime and just going to let you off every time you need to be. Your, your job's not just going to make time for you to be at church, time for you to pray, time for you to do this. It's not going to do that. You're going to go clock in, and they're going to want you to work 8, 10, 12, whatever hours you work. They want you to do that because that's what they pay you for, and they don't pay you to pray. They don't pay you to study, and they don't pay you to witness. They pay you to come, clock in, and do the job that they hired you to do. That's what they want. Uh, and so you find yourself having to fulfill those uh, commitments and then still make time for God. But what happens is that we feel, I deserve some time to myself. Let me tell you, the best time you'll ever have for yourself is the time that you have for yourself with God. Because time to just yourself, that's napping. And I'm all for it. Take you a nap every once in a while. But you know what? Uh, if you really want some beneficial time for yourself, I've been at work, I've, you know, I've been a slave to the grind for eight hours, and now I'm, I've been in traffic for two hours getting home, and now I'm home, and, and I've eaten and stuff. You know, now take some time for you and God because my most important thing that I do in this world is live for him. I want to make sure that I am investing in that, that I am taking the time to make sure that I am not uh, just getting weaker and weaker by the day spiritually because I am constantly trying to take care of everything that is going on in this world. Eventually, a vessel will run out. And you can't keep pouring out if you're not having anything poured in. You've got to have some time where you are not distracted by everything else. You've got to make time where you are not just pulled in every direction. You're not busy about all kind of things, worried about all kind of things. I just now need to read. I need to pray. I need to hear the voice of the Lord. 
we have to make the time ourselves. It, uh, you know, you don't get a gift card for that. Hey, here's your gift card. Extra two hours in this day for you to spend with God. It don't happen. There ain't no extra hours in the day. You've got to figure out from the time I get up and I've got this many hours before I go back to bed, when are me and God going to have some time? In the story of Martha and Mary, Jesus did not reprove Martha because she was doing wrong. He re- or doing wrong things. He reproved her for doing right things at the wrong time. There's nothing wrong with being a good servant. She was working when she should have been resting and listening to him. The act of serving itself is obviously not wrong. At certain times, it would be the exact right thing to do. And you see this in Martha's life. When you read in the chapter following the resurrection of Lazarus, they're back at that house. And it says they're having a dinner, and it says Martha was serving. And Jesus is not saying anything about it. There's no correction. There's no, hey, you need to come sit down, because it was at the right time. It was not hindering her hearing what Jesus had to say. They were there having a meal. Martha was serving. That's the actual you know, scripture. It, it makes that almost like it's letting us know that there was a time when Martha was so worried about serving Nothing wrong with serving. It was just the, the right thing at the wrong time. She should have been sitting at the feet of Jesus. This was a time where it was fine. It was okay. Uh, and you know, There are a lot of things that we do that are not just they're wrong. They're just being done at the wrong time. You know, There's nothing wrong with having a hobby unless your hobby takes the place of you praying and studying. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, you different opinions on it, but there's nothing wrong with, uh, with sports. I have nothing against playing sports unless it is going to cut into your time with God. If, if uh, the, you know, they start putting kids in this wreck ball, that's fine. Unless they say we play every Wednesday night. We play on Sunday morning, and some do. They play this traveling softball. You know, when they play, Sunday. Ball fields everywhere right now full of young people, kids. Instead of learning about Jesus, they're playing ball. That's, that's in the wrong place. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back one day. All they're going to learn is take care of yourself, do what you want to do, uh, feed your flesh and never feed your spirit. And they become worldly, they become carnal, and they know nothing about God. We have to be uh, very deliberate about taking time with God. Spending time with him. More than lay me down, now I lay me down to sleep and Lord bless this food to the nourishment of my body. It's got to be some time where I can hear what the Lord is saying to me. Yes. So uh, I don't want to get busy and worried about things that distract me from the Savior. You know what the Bible says about Mary and Martha and Lazarus? It says Jesus loved them. Hey, guess what? Jesus loves you, but you can still be so busy that you can't benefit from that love. Oh, he loves you, but you can get so distracted that you don't realize what he's offering you through that love. And so the the example of Martha serving in two different scenarios uh, and the different responses of Jesus to each one shows us that there is a time for work and a time for spiritual renewal. Both are necessary in life at their appropriate time. God designed us to live in an alternating rhythm of engaging in work and then withdrawing or unplugging from it to rest and have renewal in His presence. 
Like Martha, many things, even good things, will vie for your attention and they can distract us from our relationship with the Lord. This is why the words of Jesus to Martha must remind us that we too, you and me, that's us, need to make time for spiritual renewal at the feet of Jesus. Uh, his words to Martha or what we're talking about today, it, it calls us to embrace this Sabbath principle. Now, I know when we hear the word Sabbath, we think of the Old Testament. We think of when God rested on the seventh day, and we know that uh, it was a little different for Israel then, that uh, they could not, uh, they didn't prepare food. They didn't go out of their tents. They didn't, I mean, they stayed uh, right where they were. They, they listened to the reading of the Word of God, different things like that. But they, God incorporated that because He wanted them to rest. He said, six days you're going to work, and then you're not just going to take a nap, just not rest your body, rest your muscles and things like that uh, so you can get back up and go to work. You're going to renew yourself and refresh yourself spiritually because this is something that I have ordained where you can uh, spend time in my presence. Exodus 20 and 10 says, The seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In other words, this Sabbath is unto the Lord. This rest was going to be taken in His presence. There's always something about being in the presence of the Lord that will refresh us and renew us. Even in the New Testament, in Acts 3 and 19, it tells us that uh, for us to repent and be converted so our sins could be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. There's times when we have to get into His presence so we can be renewed and refreshed. And it's got to be more than just listening to the fish yeah, it's got to be more than just, uh, you know, uh, a quick, hey, bless me today and watch over me, Lord. It's got to be some time spent with Him. Yeah. You know, uh, in one place, uh, the Scripture in uh, Isaiah 28, 11 and 12 says, talks about the Holy Ghost that God has given us. It's talking about the Spirit of the Lord in His stammering lips and another tongue. He'll speak to this people. But He says, describing this, this is the rest whereby you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. And so you need to pray in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that when you do that, you build yourself up on your most holy faith. And so uh, there's a time when we pray that uh, you know, maybe every prayer meeting is not as intense, but you can get in touch with God and pray in the Spirit and be refreshed. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost is like a river of living water springing up. And uh, so if it's, it's a refreshing, it's, it's something that it's like, you know, stagnant water, that's just death. Nothing, you know, that, that, that stagnant water, it stinks, it's moldy, it's scum, it's death. But flowing water is living water. And uh, we want that refreshing. We want to be able to uh, be new in the Lord, hear what God's saying. You know, running water, you'll never see. If you're standing watching water flow, you never see the same water. It's constantly going. God's always trying to give us something new. It's a new day, new experience. Same God. Hey, it's the same creek, but it, that ain't the same water that was here yesterday. That water came from a long way off and got here. There's things that God wants to pour out of us, into us, through us every day. And it's the same God every day, but it's new. New. That's why he said, my mercies and my compassions never fail. He said, the mercies of the Lord are new every morning. He loadeth me daily with benefits. Uh, so when you're not spending time, if you skip a day, you have missed your benefit. 
So, well, he, he kept me alive. Yeah. There's a lot of people that stayed alive that day and never grew in the Lord, never learned anything else. I don't want to just exist. I want to experience every day what God's got for me. I want to take time. If I skip a day with Jesus, I am missing out. You can believe it. I'm not talking about just missing church. I'm talking about on my day-to-day, my personal time that I have to have with God. If I skip a day, I am going to miss out. If you're big into exercising and weightlifting and things like that, and, man, you jump in a routine, and all of a sudden, man, you're, you're working out and you're seeing results, and you start skipping days, you start going backwards. And it don't matter uh, how strong you think you used to be. You go ahead and say, well, you know, last month I, I, I maxed out with 500. Let me get on this bench. You're about to eat that 500 because it's going to come down on you because you ain't that strong anymore. And what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself needing to pray, needing to call on the Lord, and you don't even, can't even remember how to get in touch with him because you skipped so many days. We need that time. We, can, we know how to work. We know how to do this. We know how to, we, we, we know how to, uh, uh, we know everything about our sports teams. We know how many games back they are, how many games, what's the magic number. We know what the score was yesterday. We know who they're facing next, who got hurt, who got locked up, who ain't going to be. We, we can just tell you anything about our teams and everything, but can't name the 12 disciples, can't name the books of the Bible, can't quote a scripture. Oh, my goodness, help us, Jesus. We need to make sure that we are spending time with God. And if you know everything about your favorite team, that's all right. But don't uh, be able to tell everything about the Bulldogs, but you can't tell nothing about Jesus. Be able to tell something about the Lord. We've got to do that. We've got to have time with him. And, and, it's, and the thing about it is, is, you know what? Hobbies will wear you out. Stress you out. Yeah, people lose their mind. It's like as long as they're winning, man. I'm up, but then when they start losing, pulling your hair out, fussing about the coach, calling on the talk shows, and you're upset. You can't sleep. Your stomach hurts. You can't eat. You're just dying because your bulldogs ain't gonna make the playoffs or whatever. The Braves lost again. Whatever. You just ah, you know. Hey, winning and losing that's sports. So what? It's great if they win. If they lose, so what? This next year, if the Lord don't come get us, I don't, you know, whatever. But you know what? Jesus is every day, all day. You got to have him. You can't exist without him. And you got to learn something about him. You got to, you can't just go to church. You got to learn something. And, and you know what? He, hey, you, you don't get wore out with Jesus. I never feel tired and, and weary and worn out from spending time with God. Yes, after we have a shout out, I may be exhausted, but I feel refreshed in my soul and in my spirit. And there's, there's a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And, and I, I can be sick in my body, but get down and pray and, and talk in tongues and worship God and, and get up thinking, man, everything's all, it's going to be all right. I got, uh, because I've spent some time being refreshed with the Lord. You just got to unplug from the things of this world because, you know, your favorite show will not give you that kind of joy. You know, and your team winning can't even give you that kind of joy and, uh, because that stuff's just fleeting. But this is joy unspeakable and full of glory. And it refreshes us and renews us and revives us. It's, it's, it's the voice uh, like that spoke to Lazarus. Come on and get up and get out of there. Lazarus, come forth. It's, it's the Lord calling you forth into something new, into another life and, and refreshing that body that's just been ravaged by this world. 
I want to spend time with him. I want to, I want to do that. And, and so I know that you know, Israel, they had a, a day that was set aside, a specific day, and this was it, sundown, you know, Friday, sundown, Saturday, that, that time, that Sabbath. Um, and it's neat to be in Israel, if you've, if you've never been, but to be in Israel on the actual Sabbath, the way it shuts down, is, it's incredible to watch. And it's, I remember being in, us being in the old city, and um, you can't even take a picture. If you have a camera or a video camera, the security guards will come and make sure your camera is turned off. You don't video. You don't take a pen out. You don't write a note. I mean, you, you get to walk and talk and breathe. That's about it uh, while you're there and pray. That's about it. Every shop is closed. Everything's done. And all the families are gathering in these restaurants and places where they've prepared food the day before, and they're singing songs to the Lord. It's, it's really incredible to watch. But you walk through that old city, I mean, nothing quiet. You can hear a pen drop turn the corner and hit that uh, Muslim quarter wide open. You're like you're in a scene from Indiana Jones, man. They're cooking, they're shouting, they're playing music, they dance around, hooping and hollering. It's crazy. And uh, those people that don't do that, so the difference is there. There's got to be a The Sabbath is meant to, to be different. And taking times of Sabbath, taking times of rest in the Lord, it's going to be different than resting in this world than, than sleep and napping and things like that. And Well, I do this to relax. That's good. But, uh, you know, I need to spend time with God. Uh, you know, I, I, go, I go hunting so I can relax. I go fishing so I can relax. That's good. We all, we, we've got, as long as it's not in the wrong time. You know, that's, that's why I say, you know, you know well, only chance I got to go uh, to, to fish today, this week is on Sunday. So, Pastor, is it okay? I'm not going to say it's okay. I'll say you do what you want to do. Don't don't ask me to stamp it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. I'll say you do what you want to do, uh, but I'm not going to stamp that and say sure. Yeah, just go go fishing today. Whatever you know. No, I'm not going to do that um, because I think that when we set aside a time, we should be in the house of the Lord as often as we can. If we, I understand sicknesses and things that happen. I understand all legitimate reasons and people out of town, all that. So don't think I'm unreasonable. I'm not. But just a, a, just a choice that I am not going to church today. I'm going to take some time for myself. Whew. Hope I never, ever get to a place where I'm making them kind of statements. I want to stick with uh, my time of rest. This is the time we set aside to worship God, to be in the house of God with the saints and our brothers and sisters and get into the presence of the Lord to hear the word of God. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we live by this word and, and we're encouraged by this word. We're set free by this word. We're born again by this word and it's a refreshing, it's spirit and it's life, Jesus said. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to revive and feed this inner man so that uh, I can make it to heaven one day. <laughs> I got to make it. And uh, I got to have a good relationship with God. And, and without setting aside time for rest and spiritual renewal, and uh, if I don't do that, if I don't set aside time for that and time spent with God, then relationship with God's impossible. Knowing God, knowing about God is not relationship. Oh, I, I, I know people say, well, I, I've heard of Jesus. That's not a relationship. I know who the President of the United States is. I don't have a relationship with him. 
you know, I, I know, uh, I might know the manager down there at the supermarket, but I, I don't have a relationship with him. I see his picture on the wall and his name. So, I mean, that's not a relationship. And, and well, I carry his book, and still, that's not a relationship. I want him, uh, I want to spend time with him, talking to him and listening to him, letting him talk to me. I want to spend interaction time. I want, to, I want uh, spiritual health. I don't want to just exercise myself because uh, bodily exercise, it says, profits little, but exercise yourself unto godliness. It's good now and later. It's good for the life to come. So we need that relationship with God, and it's crucial that we embrace a Sabbath principle, so to speak, uh, in our walk with God, that we take time, set aside time, that we get into the presence of the Lord. And there's several ways that we can do this uh, you know, we do need physical rest. I understand when we work 40 or 50 hours a week, if you work 60, 70 hours a week, you need to sleep. Yeah, because we don't want you driving and uh, doing things uh, while you're so exhausted. You, you do need physical rest, but we're talking about spiritual rest, spiritual renewal and, and things that make that happen. So uh, one way is what we're doing right now. We set aside uh, one day a week to focus on the worship of God and then include this day uh, in our, this is, you know, Sunday's my church day. You know, it, it ought to be. Uh, uh, it, it, didn't matter, it wouldn't matter if we said, well, we're going to have church on Monday. Okay, but whatever day we set aside, that's the day that I am going to go and spend time with God. I'm not going to be so worried about what's going on later this afternoon that I can't even focus in this service. Uh, you know, whatever else you decide to do on Sunday evening, that's cool, great. But don't be so distracted by where you've got to be after this that you can't even worship here. Well, I don't want to get hot and sweaty because i got to go somewhere after this. But if you normally get hot and sweaty, then you know what? Get hot and sweaty and, and stop and take a shower before you go wherever you got to go. You know, don't let, uh, I, got, yeah, I got plans afterwards, so I, you know, I'm trying not to mess my hair up. I'm trying not to uh, get all wrinkled up and things like that or whatever. You know, if this day is the day you decide to worship the Lord, and this is, Sunday is his day, then come in and don't be looking at your watch. Don't be wondering when's the sermon going to be over. Are they going to sing that song one more time? How long are they going to pray? When are these people going to stop shouting? This is the day that we set aside to worship the Lord. And, and some of the ones that have grew up and a little older will, will tell some of this younger generation, you don't know what Sunday's like until you have two services on Sunday. If you grew up just going to one service on Sunday, Lord bless you. Because when you had two services on Sunday, you knew that's it. That's the day. I'm going to get through with, I'm going to go eat lunch after church, and then I'm going to come home, and I'm going to freshen up. I'll be at choir practice at 5. Uh, church will start at 6. We'll get out at 9.30, and then we're going to go eat. And, uh, and if you was in the choir, you was going to be there you know, early or even sometimes 4.30, 5 o'clock, because you had to practice, you had to get ready, because Sunday night it was going to be on. And people come to church, and, and I mean, that was revival. Sunday night was revival service. That was what it was all about. And so it was just like, well, see, now we, we get here, service starts at 11. 
That's even an hour later than we used to start at 10, and so choir had to be there by 9. What about a choir? Get to be here at 10. Ain't that wonderful? 11 o'clock, then 12 o'clock service. And, hey, if 12 o'clock service goes to 3 o'clock, it ought not bother us because it's one day. It's one day. And if God's moving, we're like, oh, man, people are going to get antsy. I better shut it down. Shame on me if I shut, shut it down because, oh, I know it's running a little bit long. If God's moving and we're here to work, you know, hey, if it went to 3 o'clock, it went to 3 o'clock. Well, I missed my reservation. The game comes on at 2. This is Sunday. This is my day to worship the Lord. This is when I come to spend time with God. And, and, I, and I, I'm always mindful. We are always considerate. We try to streamline. We, don't, we try to have no dead spots in the service. We are as careful and mindful about everything as we can be. But when it comes down to it, ultimately, there's my answer. Hey, you know what? It's Sunday. Well, I need to leave by 1230 because I got to meet so-and-so for lunch. You shouldn't even come. Why would you even come? Why? I mean, you, you, this was just a stop on your way to the restaurant. It wasn't, it wasn't, you wasn't coming to church. You just hopped in here so you could go. Oh, I need to kill some time before I get to the restaurant. Come on, somebody. This is Sunday. This is our church day. This is where we see people's uh, lives changed by God. This is where we get to come and worship and get to hear the word of God preached and spend time in his presence. And who knows what you'll see, uh, signs and miracles and wonders. Or you might just uh, miss your word trying to get to the restaurant. You better stay in the presence of the Lord. Come to church and have your mind on God. I think I'm getting a little off the message here, but... Um, but, but this is the day. It, but, and you say, man, because, you know, we used to laugh because there's a song that said, easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> Whoever wrote that, he ain't going to church. Because <laughs> uh, when you, especially if you're in ministry or you got four kids or five kids or 12 kids or whatever, you, it's Sunday morning ain't nothing easy about getting breakfast and clothes and things and stuff. So, you know, uh, you learn to prepare Saturday night so you can just jump in your clothes and go on Sunday morning. But easy like Sunday morning, my foot. That's crazy. Uh, you know, I understand. But, but you know, it's, it's Sunday. And it's the day we come to serve the Lord and worship God. And this is the day. And, and you know what? Physically, we might be tired when it's over with. You, you know how it is. You've been in here worshiping, carrying on. And, and when time you, your backside hits the seat of your car, you're like, my essence is drained. You know, you're like, what? Going, are we really going to eat? I could just sleep right here. Because physically, but, but then you're like, man, wasn't that service awesome? Everything you said about church, you're like, wasn't that fabulous? Wasn't that awesome? Man, just... You know, it's because, yeah, you're exhausted, but inside you're like, man, you're alive. You're on fire. And if somebody said, hey, let's... Let's, let's go back and, sh- and, and worship. You, you know, that inner man would just be pulling you. You're like, come on, look, we're going one more round. One more round. Because he's refreshed. You know what he's had to deal with all week? He's had to deal with your work schedule all week. He's had to deal with your school schedule all week. He's had to deal with people giving you a hard time. He's had to deal with everything else that's hit you all week. And he's like, finally, finally. We are in my place. Yes. 
Finally, we're in my element. Finally, I'm going to get something. I'm going to get fed. I'm going to get taken care of. I'm going to get lifted up. That's why these, these days are so important. That, oh, you ain't got to go to church to serve God. Ha, you won't serve God if you don't go to church. That's a fact. Oh, you ain't got to go to church to be a Christian. Well, you ain't a Christian if you ain't going to church. How can you be like him if you ain't never in his house and never hear his word, never worship in his presence? How can you be like him? I know you ain't got to be here every time the doors open, but my goodness, when I'm as close to God on my sofa as you are in church, well, I don't know it. I don't see no Bible to back that up. I, I do know that the scripture says in Hebrews 10 and 25, for us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. What's he talking about? He ain't talking about a picnic. He ain't talking about fall festivals. He ain't talking about, yeah, he's talking about church. He ain't talking about ball games, work, school. He ain't talking about uh, anything. Like, he's talking about church. Talking about getting together to, to worship, to study, to pray, to hear the word of the Lord. That's what he's talking about. He said, even more, he said, because the day of the Lord, it's drawing nigh. It's coming. And we see it happening. Woo, you want to be ready. You want to be ready when that day approaches. You want to be ready when that day comes. You want to be refreshed. You want to be fed. You want you know, that inner man ready to go. You want to be ready. So uh, the heart of this Sabbath principle is for us to set the right priorities, and this is a priority. You know, that's why we have, you know, yeah, we don't have Sunday night service, but we do have Monday night prayer. And we don't do that so we say, hmm, how can we get somebody... Let's see if we could interrupt their schedule one more time. That's not what scheduling services are about. It's, it's about providing time for spiritual refreshing. And, and, uh, and you know why Monday night's so important? Because Monday is so hard. Because whether, and I'm just talking about your work day. When you come out of Sunday service and you have just been on fire with the Holy Ghost all day on Sunday and Monday it's when you're going to get attacked and jumped and everything, and you're going to feel your lowest and feel your worst, and, and you need to come on back in and say, you know what, let me remind myself of what happened yesterday and get down and pray, and uh, that's a good way to, you know, you start your week off and your work week and your school week and everybody you have to face. Uh, it refreshes you, it renews you, it revives you, and you know what, it's easier to, and it costs a lot less, to fill up a car that's three-quarters full than one that's got about an eighth of a tank. And so you come in here on Monday, you're about three-quarters full. It don't take as much to get you filled back up and say, don't cost me as much. Go ahead and ride out the rest of the week without any Jesus. You might find yourself broke down on the side of a road that you can't get off of. You better stay full, stay refreshed, stay renewed, set. But you've got to do that. And so we do this to help. You know, we don't say, well, if you don't come to Monday night, you can't be a member here. Or if you don't show up on Sunday, you can't be a member here. We have these times set aside to help people, to help ourselves uh, to uh, have time. Because if it really, if it was left up to us, hey, let's put a poll out. What day are we all meeting this week? Nobody would agree on anything. Well, I really, that, you know, Monday's not good for me. How about Thursday? Well, not Thursday's not good for me. How about when? You know, we would never get anything done. And so we set this aside, and then we say, you know what? You're just going to have to make it a priority. If, if it's important to you, you'll be there. Huh? Well, Pastor, church is important to me, but 
you know, my job, I got to work overtime this week. I understand it. I got that. I was sick this week, Pat. I understand that. You know that. If you've been in this church any time, you know I'm not saying I, I understand the reasonable reasons why people can't be here. I'm talking about, but my just deliberate choice to say I am not going to church, it will eventually become a habit that will be hard to break. I understand being so exhausted from work. When I was working both jobs and pastor, believe me, I remember flying in on a Wednesday and trying to shower and then driving from Oxford up to here. Uh, you know, so driving an hour and a half to get here and getting here like right at 7.30, running into the pulpit, opening my Bible and start preaching. I remember those days. And I remember being so tired because uh, I would get off work and come up and, and work and we would work on the building and stay there till midnight sometimes and then I'd get home and have to get up. I know, so believe me, I get it. But I will not, I am not going to make a deliberate choice to just, whew, because you know what, all the works in the world cannot substitute for your time of prayer and worship. You say, well, man, I, I went and I hung sheetrock at the church. That's got to account for at least an hour of prayer. It don't. It don't. God sees it, and he appreciates that effort and those works and things that are done for that. Yeah, but that's not prayer time. That's not studying time. That's not worship time. That's You're working, and, and be honest. When you're hanging sheetrock, you ain't thinking about the Lord. You try not to hit your finger. You try not to drop it on you, or you're trying to measure. You're focused on what you're doing. Come on. And so it's not the same. We need times of refreshing uh, that come from the presence of the Lord, and we're going to have to set those sides of time. And I know I've got to hurry up a couple of minutes. So, uh, so we need prayer and we need the Word. That's two things paramount in our walk with God. You, but you've got to have quality time. I didn't say quantity. I, I, I can't tell you a specific amount of hours a day to pray or read. That's, uh, but quality time where you are actually getting something from those times and not just, hey, I just burnt 10 minutes in prayer. That must be good. No, I'm talking about where you're not even worried about. You're just, I'm going to get down and pray. And when the Lord's finished and we're released, I'm going to you know, go. That's it. So set those things, those times aside. The Lord hasn't given us a specific amount of time to pray or even a number of scriptures to read every day. So, uh, you know, sometimes your devotion might just be from one scripture. But it fed you that day. Gave you what you needed. I recommend a little more than one scripture a day. Uh, but I, I, I do understand that in the morning as you get up in your devotions, it might just be a scripture or two. So understand that. But we are uh, told to be to continue steadfast in prayer, to pray without ceasing. Uh, Psalm 1 and 2 says that our delight should be in the law of the Lord, and in his law do we meditate day and night. So uh, one way you can figure out are you doing getting what you need is you can ask yourself, is what I'm doing working? Uh, do I generally have the joy and peace of the Lord? Do I generally have love in my heart for God and for others? Do I generally overcome the temptations that come against me? In other words, is it obvious that we are or that the renewing power of God is at work in my life? If we must confess, well, not really, then we obviously need to invest more time in these disciplines. There are certain things we should all do. Each morning before we dive into school or work or whatever, we should give ourselves to prayer and the Word. 
throughout the day. Instead of being constantly glued to our phone or computer, we should unplug and give ourselves to prayer and the Word. Each night, rather than entertaining ourselves until we fall asleep, we should all rest uh, in Him and give ourselves to prayer and the Word. Our experience, honey, you can come to the music. I'm going to get ready to finish up. Our experience of the presence and power of God is directly proportional to the amount of time spent in prayer and in the Word Little time, little power. Much time, much power. Inconsistent time, inconsistent power. Yeah. You can't uh, not spend any time with God all week and then expect Sunday for him to just say, boom. Inconsistent time is inconsistent power. I don't know, I felt like I was off today. How was your week? Did you spend time praying? Did you spend time with him? The specific times involved will vary for each person. But as the verse above reveal, we must all spend a significant amount of time at the feet of Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30, Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But you've got to come to him. Oh, just come to me, Lord. He said, come to me, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. I'm not going to force it on you. Take it on you. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. The Sabbath principle is a call to enter into the Lord's rest by taking off the yoke of busyness and taking on the easy yoke of total devotion to Him. It also includes following His example of giving much time to prayer, reading Scripture, and joining fellow believers in a common life of worship and fellowship. Sometimes we do not realize that we have even taken on that yoke of busyness and as with Martha, sometimes the Lord will directly correct us for it. Stand with me. <clears throat> the author in this uh, lesson told a story. He said, one afternoon, I got in my car and I reached to turn on the radio as I was heading off to lunch. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you fill your life with a bunch of noise so that you can't hear me. And he said, I started to question noise. I started thinking on how I spend my time. In the morning, I would get in my car, go to work, and I would turn on the radio, get riled up listening to talk radio. I would arrive at work and then work, get in my car, go to lunch, and turn on the radio, get riled up some more, come back and work some more, leave work, drive home, uh, watch some YouTube, read uh, social media, other websites, and then not long before I went to bed, I would pray a little bit, read the Bible a little bit, and then go to sleep. This pattern went on for a while, and then the Lord spoke to me. As I thought about the individual things I was doing, it struck me that none of these were just inherently wrong or sinful, but I had created an environment that made it almost impossible for me to hear God or even seriously think about Him. I was distracted by other things, and those things in and of themselves were not sinful, but together they were leading me to neglect the Lord. The solution was simple. Embrace the Sabbath principle, withdraw, rest, sit at his feet, and listen. The Lord was not going to shout over the noise to get my attention. I had to turn down the noise, and like Mary, I had to choose that good part which would not be taken away from me. And so it's, it's a decision to make. Two sisters, same house, same opportunity. One chose to sit and listen, the other one worried, stressed out, busy. Take time to sit at the feet of the Lord. Make specific time. Develop that habit. It'll, it'll bless you abundantly.
so much more than taking an hour or two off to do nothing. I want you to take an hour or two and do nothing. Well, read, listen to your scriptures, pray, listen for the Lord, listen for his voice. It'll, it'll bless you more than you've ever known. Let's lift our hands and pray this morning. God, help us today. Lord, I ask today that you would forgive me for allowing busyness that keeps me from spending time with you. Lord, I thank you for the rest that we find in your presence today. Thank you for the privilege of giving us a place and a house to gather together to worship and hear your word. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us to set the right priorities and and Lord, just focus on you on these days. Set aside, be deliberate about spending time with you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for times of prayer. Thank you for this service today. Lord, thank you for your promise of rest and peace. Lord, help us to embrace that time in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen.